You want to do what? What? With Dan and Julie. So, this is a podcast uh, about us two talking to certain individuals regarding their current career. Um, mainly focusing on what their career is, not so much about the person. Uh, just to get a background on what people do. Um, yeah, so the premise of the show was you go and you go and do a career for a few years maybe. You're an insurance broker, say. And you come home every day and you're really, really hating life. <laughs> and then you come up with this idea. You're like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer or a chef or whatever it is. And then you go and tell your family and they go, you want to do what? That's basically the premise of the show. So we're going to give you the ammunition to go to your family and be like, yeah, but I listened to this podcast, right? And it told me to do X, Y and Z, so I can do it. So we have Chris on today. He is a professional runner um yeah that's that's they call you slave but yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay how did, how did you get started out of interest <clears throat> weirdly enough i was doing a, a job uh, all about imbe- investments uh and it was pretty depressing <laughs> so uh, what, I was, what type of investment uh, so like open-ended investment companies and stuff so it's like you want to invest in tech and they'll grab like eight different types of tech companies and spread the investment across say the tech companies but that sounds quite interesting on the face of it like i mean it probably was if you were doing interesting things and not just talking to clients who were like What's the progress on my investment? It's like, well, <laughs> it's been a month and yeah. not much has happened. But yeah, you're not quite a billionaire. Here's yet, a mate. detailed report. Wolf of Wall Street over here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I was doing that and then uh, randomly I was looking for a different job. Uh, I spoke to a couple of people in the television industry uh, that I sort of had prior, previously known. And um, I found an interview uh, for a run a job on Facebook, of all the things, uh, and then I applied for that and got that, and that's the win. So, I think for clarification, I think when a lot of people just hear you say runner, they may think a jogger, uh, or someone who actually goes out and runs professionally. Can you uh, explain what you actually do on a day-to-day slightly more, please? Yeah, so, the production running is basically... There's a show going on, uh, be it at a stable, if you're working in sports, which is primarily the area I work in, um, you're <coughs> assisting a production. So you have to do various different tasks on site, if you're on a stadium, or in a studio behind the cameras. And it's just whatever they need you to do on the day. It can be as simple as getting people lunch and dinner, booking their taxis, you know, teas and coffees, like... It, but anything they ask you to do, and then sometimes they ask you to do things, and you're like, what the fuck's that mean? And then you sprint around <laughs> like a headless chicken and eventually either figure it out or go back and go, oh, you, can you give, give me some more, uh, <laughs> some, some more information? Is that, so what's the weirdest lunch <clears throat> request you've ever had to get somebody, or dinner or whatever you've had to get them? Uh, I mean... You're meant to provide like vegan and like special like request meals, right? Mm. And if it's like a celebrity or a talent, mm. they're kind of quite like high order. But like if you're like just a part of the crew, you, you're kind of really not that important. But <laughs> but I got, you're meant to help them out anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I like help looking after people. Uh, and this one woman's like a 
gluten free. So I was like, oh, you know, my mum's gluten free. So I was like, I feel bad. Oh, I'll, I'll run out and I'll I'll leave in. I'm not supposed to leave. I'll go get you some lunch. Yeah. And I went to go get some lunch and I had to go all the way to Stratford, like half an hour away, because the buses weren't running on the Sunday. Got her this sandwich, got it back to her, and she went, oh, I don't like tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, well, I've just wasted all my time then, haven't I? That's all they had. Uh, what, what did you say to that? I just sort of went, well, I'm probably not going to eat it because it's gluten-free, but uh, it, was, it was all they had. So then, you know, just I took it away and left it in the room, and then um, the other production staff came in, I was like, anyone want a gluten-free sandwich? <laughs> and I didn't mention how I wandered off for a little bit to go get a sandwich. <laughs> well, it certainly doesn't sound like your days... A day-to-day is anything the same from one day to the next, particularly if you're working on multiple different uh, sets or scenes throughout uh, the week. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've worked for ITV, <coughs> BBC and BT, uh, which are companies I've worked for, all in the sports sort of sphere. Uh, and like I say, they all do stuff differently. And even individual productions from different companies do stuff differently. Um, <coughs> if you say, for example, I did a lot of rugby tonight, you'll get on the swing of things. Like that becomes very familiar and very samey because it's the same structure. But the minute you're in a different <coughs> production, it's completely different. Uh, like the BBC do things so, so different. Like everything is... is um, Sort of, it's weird with production. Nothing goes to plan, right? So, you make a plan, uh, and I was joking around with a Navy guy who we worked with once, and he's like, "It's kind of like the military. You make a plan, but it's not going to go to plan. And the minute shit hits the fan, you have to change plan." Mm. Uh, that but... sounds like this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Correct there, Julie. Um, so. What would you say are important personality traits for a runner? It must be incredibly frustrating, like that story you just said. You went, you spent all this time getting somebody a specific sandwich or they had a specific requirement and you've carried it out and they're just really ungrateful. Like, I personally wouldn't be able to, I think, I'd think they were rude. Like, I'd have to, well, I'd just get really annoyed. But you must have dealt with that in a different way. So what personality traits would you say you need? <clears throat> well, um, I think I obviously met a lot of runners as well. And you have to, one, be quite creative, quite open-minded, uh, which helps because when you're doing things, it's generally quite exciting. Uh, in regards to dealing with difficult people, you either have to be uh, one of two type of people. You either have to <clears throat> be a person who doesn't give a fuck about anything. And there's a lot of runners like that who anything will happen to them and they'll just go, eh, okay. Mm. Uh, or, you know, you just, um, you know, think about it, but then you put it aside and just deal with it. Like, the thing I always think as well, when I have awkward people, it's like, they might be stressed or they've got a, a lot on their plate, right? And it's like, uh, I'm there to help them. And as long as they're not overly rude, like you can make sort of... Uh, a bit, give them a bit of sort of leave way. So you're you're basically you're, you're really understanding a chilled out person. Don't you know? You're just really relaxed about. You understand it's a stressful environment, yeah. so you can't be you can't snap yeah, quickly yeah. at silly things. I mean, I try to be relaxed. Sometimes it's difficult because because there are awkward people. Um, but it's kind of like any career, and that sometimes there's people who are in charge of production who just probably shouldn't be. 
uh, and you just sort of like. Luckily, I, I've not had to deal with too many of those, but um, there, you know, has been one in the past where I thought, oh Jesus, like, it's not, it's not whenever you turn up, it all goes bad. <laughs> um, well, I think we didn't need to actually boil down into what you actually mean, like by trait, like personality traits. So we've got calm. What, like, <coughs> can you name some? Like, you're a calm person. Like, you're not hot headed. Yeah, like. yeah, calm, determined. Um, Probably a little bit like. Um, I suppose you have to be quite outgoing as well. Yeah, you have to you, talk to people. It's awkward, especially. Easily, um, easy to talk to and talk to people. Yeah, which is hard sometimes, especially when. Particularly in London. Yeah, I mean, weirdly enough, I find it really easy to talk to the car, to the to the cast and crew, but then like the talent, I always if I don't know the person, I have that initial awkward phase of like where I'm like. Uh, you okay like like can i get like when you don't know a celebrity you never know how they're gonna be yeah so that in itself creates an awkward wall and that you can try and be confident and sort of walk in there and go hey you're right and with some of them they're like, oh you're right man it works and some of them look at you and go who the fuck's this prick <laughs> like, yeah. do you do you find it easier when you don't know the celebrity though? Like, if like for me, for example, it'd be like a rugby star. If I was like to walk up and it was like Lawrence Sterling, I'd be like, uh, 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 "Hello, mate. Like, you're right." Like, I'd be so awkward. But if it was like a footballer, I wouldn't care because I don't know any of them are. That's really yeah. a segment of audience header. <laughs> I mean, um, that's sort of part and parcel of it. Sort of as much. I I'm not huge weirdly enough, into the sporting world. Uh, so I do have that where I sometimes meet people who I I don't know who they are. And like you say, you treat them more like a person because you don't have this ridiculous sort of built-up imagination of what they're actually going to be that doesn't reflect the reality of that the star of the person, right? Because there's the image and then there's the man or the woman. Mm. So have you worked with many big names? Right. Anyone you want to throw out there? Um, so um, at the moment I'm doing the Premier League, so uh, there's been a presenter, Jake Humphreys, who does Formula One. Oh, he's known to be like a really cool guy. <laughs> he's really, really nice guy. He's um, he's a funny one because he, he stresses anyone in the production team out because he jokes around a lot and goes, oh, for God's sake, look. Like, he makes things out of nothing, but it's just like... He doesn't mean it. Right. It's uh, a wind up. Yeah. So, uh, and then I did, um, I met, um, oh, what is it, Kelsey Gramner, Fraser. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. yeah, I met him at the Chelsea Flower Show. Poor guy rocked up with his family and there were like a hundred production people around him just like <gasps> swarming at him, like looking like, you know, it's, it's bizarre because it's like a beehive. It's like yeah. you touch the honey and then they'll just appear and swarm. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I wanted to say hello, but I didn't go up to him because I felt bad for the guy. So I suppose for anyone who wants to get into the TV career, it's quite an incredible way of seeing the behind the scenes of everything going on. Yeah, it, it changes your opinion on a lot of things because you realise, for one, how much work goes into like a simple show like um, the rugby. Like You watch the rugby and for whatever reason, it looks quite straightforward, right? But it's a colossal sort of undertaking. So it gives you respect for that. And also, um, television is such an on-the-fly thing. 
that it makes you realise it's kind of crazy and that it's kind of thrown together and people just sort of go, yeah, all right, we'll try that. Oh, oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, oh, it's, it's like... It's not as structured as what we... Well, there is always a structure, but like I said earlier, there's a plan, but I think I've only ever, out of the year I've been doing it, only a, a couple of times has the plan ever gone out without a hitch, without some adjustment, without... Like, uh, I was doing a shift the other day and we were 10 minutes from live on air and the script writer was rewriting the scripts, sitting there just changing, changing, changing. <laughs> and everyone was having a mental breakdown. <laughs> oh, God, you wouldn't expect that, would you? When, when no, you watch you shows, you just, it looks yeah. completely opposite. Um, and I'm sure that's what people are going to say about this as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> God, this must be scripted. It's so yeah. well put together. So Absolutely not. Um, what would you... if So, what would you look for in a... Runner, if you were if you were doing a production, what would you look for in a runner? If you you know you're a young person, or whatever whatever age you are, you want to get into running. What do you look for? Okay, so someone who's determined for one, someone who's okay with putting up with shit because some people will give you shit. Um, it's just kind of the way it's it's a problem in any industry, right? Um, in the fact that sometimes people are just a bit dicks and they exist everywhere but they do exist in in running quite a lot um but on on the whole yeah just sort of determined willing to 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 go above and beyond and um you know uh not afraid to mess up their body clocks with ridiculously weird hours which is always cool so what are your hours then uh, it's completely and utterly random because the way it works is it's um you can do running full time, um, but a lot of the times like these small companies that so they'll come and they'll hire you on like a, a yearly basis and they pay quite a brutal wage and a lot of the time if it's in London they won't pay for transportation. It's a lot of case by case basis, but the smaller companies get full time runners, whereas ITV, BBC. Uh, BT Sport, big companies will just have like a rota, kind of like a bar, how the how a bar works with bar stuff. You have a rota of runners and you get them in whenever they're available. So I work whenever I get offered work. And I'm always looking for more work, um, but it depends. Great little plug there, Chris. If anyone's listening, <laughs> Chris, uh, we'll, we'll put his details out there. Yeah, that, that's a the big thing of things. Uh, it's also not getting disheartened because there will be months where you potentially could not work. Where you, there's nothing going on. Uh, I think it's worse in the sporting side of the production industry because um, television production, anyway, because it's more seasonal. So it would be really a really difficult job to get into if you're say you know you've moved out you've got a mortgage you've got responsibilities you couldn't you know quit a nine to five job to pursue this uh yeah i mean it depends financially you probably couldn't but if you had some sort of support interestingly enough one of the guys at bt um he started running when he was 34 and now he's like uh quite high up in the production team he did running for two years and got or given a, a full-time job because he was you know that good um but a lot of the time with it is it's a slog because it's when opportunities pop up 
um, when you could potentially get a full-time job, right? And you can go out and you can do qualifications that push you in a certain direction. Um, but if you want to go into like the, the production team, then that's just waiting for some sort of opportunity. That sounds quite interesting. So you're saying there's certain qualifications that you could do to emphasize your uh, position what what sort of things are they, do they involve so <clears throat> when you get into television there's lots of different aspects of things so obviously you have editors you have graphics um, guys who literally do the graphics so for example if you want to be a graphics you go and do a graphics course uh, I don't really want to be a graphics that's why I haven't done a graphics course because then that forces me to to, to work with graphics right and potentially you can change down the line, but it's almost like once you've committed to a place, it's kind of silly to go back on that progression, if that makes any sense. Um, and if you want to get in with uh, a ca- cameras, the only real way is to be a technical runner and assist a cameraman and then train you up, right? Work for a company, learn the ropes, learn the skills. And it's them training you up and you proving you're a good cameraman for for two. Uh, as a guy I worked with said it took him five years to to, to get full-time work as a cameraman. Um, so anything in production is just, you're either lucky or uh, really hardworking and you, you get in somewhere really good or you have to slog it out for a bit. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, luck of the draw. <clears throat> and the other aspect to it that, that they make jokes about a lot of the time is there's a lot of people getting in through family connections um but you know that happens in any industry as well that's that's prevalent in in the industry i've worked in i'm not sure about your industry i think it's just and from my personal point of view i actually don't have an issue with that because that's how people do get into industries and do get into jobs it's just who you know like Mm. i don't really see an issue with it per se um, unless they give the jobs to like wasters, but then they get found out and they get sacked. There's only so much your family can do for you to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, um, it is true that you have to work hard, but it, the, the the thing with uh, television is, you know, it it can be a real slog. You can you find yourself. You have to be very um, upbeat as well because you can get quite down. Um, if things don't seem to be going anywhere, but you just have to realise that's just part of the journey. Do you think that's mainly an impact from the hours you work, the people you're surrounded with? Yeah, I mean, it probably helps. It's it's a factor of... Um, it's a fun environment to be in, so it's kind of sad when you're not in it. And the way the hours work is, it goes from not many hours which in itself is depressing because you're like, oh, you know, I need money, I need to be working, to be doing something. And then it goes to like, oh, okay, so here's this gig. You're going away for an entire week. And then you've got, you know, eight days of full-on um, 16-hour shifts where you're, like, working your ass off. And that in itself is funny because you go from, like, bum mode to, like, no non-stop full, like, um, mm. working your ass off. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a yo-yo uh, back and forth. What would you say is your influence at work? Obviously, it's like a it's a starter role, right? But there's you know I think Holly Willoughby from ITV started off as a runner, and some of the you know the BBC presenters like I think Jake Humphrey started off a runner 
I think if I'm correct. So, you know, what at, at that level, I take it your influence is minimal, but is there any or not at all? Well, the thing that's funny with that is your influence is minimal, but your impact isn't. And I say that because you have to, if there's no runner, then whenever anything goes wrong in the production, there's no one there to like rectify it because they ask you to rectify it a lot of the time. Uh, and you know, that can be any sort of different things, but without the runner, technically the whole machine could fall apart. And that's what people say all the time. Like the runners, you may seem the less important, but you're still an important part of the- Still that cog in the wheel. Yeah, and if you take it out, the machine stops working, right? No, precisely, yeah. I mean, there's always, um, I I don't want to call it grunt work, but there's always, you know, there's someone at the bottom and someone at the top, and generally, you know, that it is the ones at the bottom that are putting in the work and, and really pushing things through. You know, it's that the hours you get paid are not particularly great. Um, so, for example, it, it depends what you work, to be fair, because there's this thing called commercial running, right? Um, which is music videos. And a lot of people I know do them, but um, there's certain rules and regulations with certain of them. Sometimes you have to be over 24 and you have to hold a full driver's license because they'll want you to move a truck or um, something along those lines. Um, but for those shifts, you know, you can get like uh, 250 quid. Like it's it's a it's a nice bit in your pocket, but it's full on, and you know you have to be comfortable moving a truck if if you know if that's something you're okay with. But personally, I don't want to get in a truck and then you know drive through a building and ruin the music video. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well yeah, who's that? So obviously, Spo, you've spoken a lot about your uh, your different thoughts and feelings on your career. Um, what would you point out as the biggest negatives? Um, just the, followed off by your biggest positives about... Yeah, maybe say that, you know, top three, you got three. Yeah, sure. So um, negatives-wise would be the lack of uh, certainty of work, <laughs> which is a, is a big negative. Um, the other negative is you do have to budget because it's very easy to have a lot of work one month be like, oh, I'm rolling in the dough. And then next month get paid like £100 and then, um, you know, have a little cry to yourself because everything's not going well. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, a potential another negative is just sort of um, uh, if potentially you have to travel all over the place. For me, I see that as a positive because I enjoy travelling. But for a lot of runners, being asked you know, last minute to go and travel halfway across England is not a particularly appeasing idea. Um, For free positives, you get to meet a lot of interesting people. Uh, You get to see the men and women behind the celebrity. You get to see how the beast of television actually works. And, um, you know, you you do have a lot of free time, which is a blessing and a curse. Mm. I take it, you know... Like you said, you watch in uh, Chelsea Flower Show, you've done the BT Sports stuff. Like, there is lots of opportunity, and your network must have, you know, you must have the opportunity to network with a huge amount of different people. So you never know what's going to come out of that, really, right? It's, it's almost like a, 
a stepping stone to just networking with the entire, you know, uh, TV, commercial, whatever industry it is? Yeah, I mean, it's not <clears throat> what you know, it's who you know, um, which is very true. Um, but also, it's very competitive. There's a lot of, what you've got to realise, there's a lot of runners, uh, and you have to really, really work your ass off because, you know, these guys will work with runners from all over, um, from different places, and you want to be the one they pass stuff on to. So, just sort of on that, like, networking and finding um, different jobs around the country, how is it you go about getting involved in a specific job? Do you go through an agency? Is there an agency for this? So, there are agencies, but the people tell you a lot of horror stories about agencies. Uh, everyone has horror stories about agencies. Yeah, they're just, if you can avoid them, avoid them. Agencies that put you in placement for work uh, are not good for running um, because they generally take the piss and mess you around. Like, there's stories about their certain agencies who claim to, you know, be good and whatever, basically not even paying their runners after using them, which is, you know, pretty illegal and pretty bad. I <clears throat> don't really know how they get away with that, but <laughs> they do. Um, and so, weirdly enough, where I find most of my jobs comes from the contacts I've already got. Weirdly enough, I do look online, but online is very hard to find. Um, if you're looking to get in with one of the big companies, you have to just keep checking their websites. And there will be a bit on there that says about runners if they're recruiting runners. Uh, and then the other aspect, which is the best aspect if you're looking to do running, there is a Facebook group page literally called Runners Looking for Work. And people place jobs on there all the time. They can be full-time positions, like as a, in a junior role. They can be different running stuff all over the uh, the country. So, some of it's really good, but it depends what you're willing to do. Because a lot of it requires you to have a driving license. A lot of it requires you to be of a certain age. So a lot of them say you have to be over 24 for insurance reasons because they'll have you doing certain stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, but so as much as there is a lot on there, it does depend if you fit the requirements and if what, how far you're willing to, to do, right? Because if you're living like in Glasgow and it's in London... You've got to spend a lot of travel, a lot of time to get places. And then that becomes a sacrifice for you. Like, what are you going to earn out of working? So that, that leads nicely into, you know, our next question. It, can you give us a rough um, estimate for like a year income for being a runner? I know you said it's really hard to do because it varied. But say you're a full-time runner... Um, compare a full-time runner to like a runner like yourself where you get you know odd spits and spots of work right so if i was doing this full-time um let's think about this so roughly if you were getting an ideal amount of work if you if you managed to find full-time employment in this you'd probably get about 500 to 600 quid a week right and that's to say if you could maintain stable work week in, week out. Um, but then could you do that with the hours when you were saying, you know, sometimes you work yeah, so, you know, so, so, so hours. Yeah, so I, I'm in a bit of that predicament at the minute in the fact that Christmas is a, is a very 
busy time period. So I've been offered work from different places for the same dates. So I have to say no to to one company and accept the other company's work, which is very annoying because obviously you kind of wish they'd be on different dates so then you could accommodate both. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <clears throat> uh, as much as that's sort of important... And when you were saying about uh, people having to be over the age of 24 for certain reasons, insurance, purpose and that, does that come with a premium on top once you are over that age? I'm not sure. It depends because it boils down to what the company is prepared to pay you if there's any extras. So, for example, when I do Premier League, they pay for my travel um, and I am given... Uh, £50 uh, fee for having to give up a Friday to travel and £20 food allowance, right, on top of my wages. And that's amazing. But that's just because it's Premier League. That's only the reason you get that. So when I do technical running, so for example, if I go to Arsenal, I have to pay to get up to Arsenal and that doesn't get covered by anyone. So that comes out of my wages, Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. So it's a complete case-by-case basis on what the right. company is willing to do. But if you're doing something big like Europa League, Premier League, they'll probably tra- do your travel and probably give you, uh, I think, is it amenities, I think they call it, which is um, when they obviously give you the money for food and stuff. Yeah, like business expenses, basically. Yes, yes. So you also touched on earlier about moving on to other careers, such as you could do a qualification in graphics or um, follow uh, a cameraman round and him train you on how to uh, take that job roll up. What other, what, what do you think is the um, the natural progression for yourself or other runners in their role? Right, so you go into either production when there's an opportunity for you uh, which can be as simple as just being like an assistant, production assistant. Uh, you can go in as a, a researcher, for example, if you'd like saying you're doing rugby tonight, you'll research stories for next year's rugby tonight and information uh, and bits to go along with that. Uh, that That's the production side of things. There is obviously editors, graphics, um, which require you to have prior you know, qualifications, or you can go into them without the qualifications if someone gives you the opportunity. So you have to show an interest to someone who can give you that opportunity. You can go in as a cataloger who basically, you know, you do basic uh, file transfers and downloads and moving and stuff. They call it logging. Um, And that's something you could go into as well as like an archivist to eventually move around. Uh, the other sort of aspect of things is, like I said, someone training you up to be specific, like a cameraman. Uh, so there's lots of different avenues. Uh, so you have to decide where you want to go and pursue it. But if you want to get into production, it's more applying for things when you see them and hoping there's an opportunity. You've got to show a vested interest as well. If people know you want that... So a lot of the time it's meeting people who employ people at the firms and it's an awkward one because you don't want to be hey hey i'm talking to you because you give people jobs you know you want to build up a relationship without seeming like you're just there to try and get a job so you know that 
There's, yeah, that's a hard balance. Yeah. Well, it must be a hard balance to, to hit. You've got to sound interested about being pushy, right? Yes, massively. Um, but sometimes taking a risk can pay off. Uh, a girl who I did running with, weirdly enough, ended up in... Um, ended up in... Uh, a country in Eastern European... Eastern Europe doing a production uh, <laughs> job... Uh, part like you know, a random one-off just because she heard about it and pestered them and then they were like oh for goodness sake we'll just bring you along <laughs> that's quite cool um, but that doesn't always work yeah you can just be annoying and they'll be like what are you doing like, never hire we'll them never again. give you any work again yeah. <laughs> so uh, one last question from us um what isn't in the job description so when you apply for a job you know it says you're going to be doing x y and z what what is one thing that they never tell you that is in the job, but is part of your job? <clears throat> so there's actually quite a lot with running that's <laughs> not in the job description because it boils down to you do whatever production wants you to do, right? Um, so, you know, it's not in the job description to be at a stadium and then you know, someone comes in and, for example, someone wanted The Guardian and there was nowhere nearby. So I had to, you know, go for a 40-minute walk and get this guy a Guardian from, like, a Tesco's. So, you know, they're, they're, you know, anything they want you to do, and it obviously doesn't say in your job description, you are their servant, go do whatever you want, but that's basically what you are. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much, and it's been quite an incredible, uh, quite an incredible experience talking to you. I've never, to be honest, before this actually knew what a runner was, and that there was so much going on behind the scenes of a production. Um, I just want to say thank you very much, and good luck with your future career. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks, mate.